Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm in this world and they made right, me Welcome back to 32 fans. If you're tuning in and saying, hey, is this an Alex episode or an Akiva episode? Uh, you got your answer. There's no Alex. There's just me and my guest. We're talking uh, Alex's least favorite team today, the Green Bay Packers. And we have a new guest, one of our first new guests of the year. And it's Zach Richler. Zach, how you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, since you've never been on before, uh, tell me, uh, like, are you a Wisconsin Packers fan or are you some sort of front runner? They were good when I was little Packers fan. Oh, I'm definitely the second. I'm up in uh, Canada, Edmonton, uh, and uh, jumped on board probably when I was eight or nine, right when Favre was good and making all the rules. Well, I can't rag on you too much because it's not like you had a, a team up there other than the Rough Riders or whatever the Edmonton CFL team is. So, like, you had to pick somebody, right? Yeah, the Edmonton team is actually the Eskimos, and Eskimos, they have the sorry. same color the, scheme Saskatchewan as the Saskatchewan is the Rough Riders. I'm yeah, sorry. Exactly. Um, yeah, so you had a pass for that. Have you ever been to Lambeau Field? I was there two years ago. Okay, fine. So that's like that. That's part. Of, although it's a weird metric when I'm like very openly a Spurs fan who's never been in the city of San Antonio. Um, so oh, I you'll make it one day. That, yeah. Well, I should have done it. I think at this point, I'm not even interested. Uh, Charles Barkley <laughs> said there's no reason to go there. He said everyone's gross. Um, yeah, all right. So I want to talk about uh, the big picture for the Packers before we really go like uh, nitty-gritty player by player. Do you think the sure. window is closing or has closed for this team? Uh, I think it's still open for another two or three years, but it's definitely like the NFC has gotten so good now that's just way harder now for them to get to the Super Bowl, even though they've struggled in recent years. But it's on the downside for sure. Yeah, it's like the more you guys stay the same, the more other teams get better. It's like you're, you know, you guys being a seven and a half a few years ago was great, and now it's like, oh, everyone else is an eight and a nine. Exactly. Too many teams are looking like they've passed them. But I will say, in doing research for this team, uh, we talk on this podcast, you listen, so you probably know about the, the two to 53 concept, right? Everyone, yep. Everyone okay. other than Aaron Rodgers. And I think... People think of Green Bay a lot of years as the rich man's Colts, uh, right? That like the that outside of Rodgers, like what else is there? And sometimes that bears out, like last season when you guys were basically inept with him out of the lineup. But yeah, that's totally fair. But yeah, they do have some a lot of talent on this team in general. Yeah, spots. I, I think if you go and you know what, it's a lot of guys, especially for a team that's a very public, very national team. 
There are a lot of guys who are not known who maybe will become stars this year. Uh, for some reason, haven't. Like, Traymond Williams never has never gotten Darrell Revis buzz, even though he's a great, great player. Mike Daniels. He's key in the Super Bowl run. Yeah, Mike Daniels. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know who he is. He's a fantastic player. Uh, you, you know, when people talk about, like, elite left tackles, nobody mentions Bakhtiari. Uh, uh, Kenny Clark came out last year. I, what was his second year player last season? Yeah, second year. He's pretty solid. Uh, he was great. He was great. He was on, yeah. He was yeah. Uh, pro football focus has him as uh, he had a nice season. He was uh, he's on their um, hundred one player list. I mean, they have That's right. They 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 have you know they had, they had a uh, a solid run defense. They've got some good linebackers. People don't know about the front seven is impressive. Muhammad Wilkerson was a, an all pro a couple years ago. They added him as like depth. You know where if I'm, ex- you tr- I'm excited for him. I, I mean, if Muhammad Wilkerson, I, I mean, it's hard to hate a human being more because he. There are very few players in sports history. I, he pulled like a Hainsworth, where like the second the check cleared, he openly said, "Oh, I'm not going to try anymore because like I'm already worried about my next contract. I don't want to get injured or like exert myself and start sweating. Like, there's no way Muhammad well, Wilkerson needed to take a shower." After any practice or game last night, he, he just <laughs> openly didn't try. Was basically daring them to get rid of him. You guys got him on a one-year make deal, uh, you know, make good deal. One-year prove-it contract with Mike Patton back, so or Mike Patton as his yeah, with his again, old so. with his old coordinator, he's going to be in a comfortable situation, a rare spot on an actual good team as opposed to a bad team. He's got to be living loving life. Other than you know the fact that he's uh, instead of like probably being in a club till six a.m. in New York every night, is in Green Bay. Um, right, but he should be good probably, on the field with Clark and Daniels taking up all the attention. I mean, he this is a guy who was getting triple teamed a couple years ago. Like he was yeah, considered unblockable. And he's not and even though guys are aging so poorly in the league, like he's not in a position that ages poorly at all. The D-linemen no, play forever. A lot from him. I just up and down the team, I just like everything I see for the most part other than, you know, uh, Rodgers really sort of struggles when – not struggles, but he gets frustrated when when he has below-average receivers. And you could even tell just coming out of reports that he's sort of frustrated with the receiving core. Is that fair? He's uh, really frustrated with all the young rookies they drafted. He likes the top two guys, but the rest of them he called uh, piss poor the other day. Wow. So that was fun. I, I also yeah. like getting to the level where you can like openly – and I'm sure it's not even like a controversy. Like Rodgers can say – whatever he wants about about anybody on the team at this point. But I like getting to that level where, where you could just like openly mock guys on the team. Yeah, he said he's now a grumpy old man, so he's disappointed with their effort level in practice and called it piss poor the other day before their second preseason game. The fact that now he's had a little trouble staying healthy and he's not young, does that keep you up at night? Like maybe his absolute apex is over, or do you look at Brady and say like, oh no, he could still be, he could have five more good years in theory. Uh, I lean towards the Brady end. His injuries, he's talked about as being injury prone. He's broken mm-hmm. his collarbone twice, which sucks. But otherwise, yeah. before the other three seasons in between those injuries, he didn't miss a game. So right. I'm not too worried about his health. He tends to get the soft tissue injuries, but he still plays through that. So I think he's got a few more year, good years in him like Brady. Maybe played a 42, 43. Uh-huh. Um, so the coordinators this year, Philbin and Patton, they're both new? Philbin, yes, they're both brand new. Philbin was the coordinator during the Super Bowl. He left to be a head coach in Miami and then do other stuff, and now he's back. All right, so what have you seen from those guys so far? I mean, there's only so much Mike McCarthy talk we can have. Like, I mean, I could ask you a question that I'm sure I've asked the Packers guests five years in a row. Like, what does this guy need to do to get fired? But 
I don't, I don't yeah, think. I would have thought that would have been last year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, if they go six and 10, I think he is actually gone this year. Yeah. If they, if Roger stays healthy and they don't do much. Seven and nine, gone, I think he gets but... fired, maybe even eight and eight, but yeah, you know, uh, I haven't heard much about Joe Philbin though, to answer mm-hmm. your question. Um, yeah. Mike McCarthy runs the offense anyway, so he's just kind of around. Yeah. Haven't heard much talk. Right. What, you have a... McCarthy and you have a guy who's basically able to be a coach on the field. So that's probably the lowest pressure OC job. Maybe the Pats, but McDaniels for some reason always seems to get a lot of credit. Uh, and they maybe give him more responsibilities than uh, than than uh, Packers the, the Packers would. So, yeah, I'd say this is the cushiest of the 32 OC jobs right now. Yeah, he doesn't have a whole lot to do. <laughs> I kind of like this. Is a weird take. I kind of like Joe Philbin as a coach. Really? I like he some of the things he okay did. Year or two in in Miami, but listen, things went off the rails. But like, there were times where he looked very competent. I don't think he ever gets really? another gig. He doesn't really have the look. He's like a he's like a weird guy. Uh, he's not young anymore now. I mean, so he yeah, was. He's in... got a lot of experience though, so he can run an offense. But yeah, probably never head coach again. Well, he was your like you said, he was your offensive coordinator for five seasons. That's actually his only real OC coach, unless you count Harvard in the nineties. Yeah, and they had good offenses. The one year they had their number one offense in the league in twenty eleven. That's what got him the job. Yeah, I mean, so he, by the way, his coaching record filled in seven and nine, eight and eight, eight and eight, and then he got fired uh, at one and three. Uh, listen, I mean, he didn't have quarterbacks. That's what you should do. You should be a five hundred team when you when you're an NFL coach and and you don't have quarterbacks. Like that's actually a decent coach. So yeah, I th- I think he'll be okay. Uh, Penn's a weird guy. I think he's like very. I don't know how this is going to work in Green Bay, where it's not New York. He's like, I, my impression of him is like he's the world's biggest media leaker. He's like constantly talking to reporters, and <laughs> there, like, there's a not so great book about the Jets when he was the defensive coordinator, and he's clearly the source for the entire book. Interesting. I did not know that this book exists. That was my I'm impression for him. The, yeah. Uh, so. I'm also always skeptical. So Patton, for people who don't know, so he's a long, long time Ravens coach. He gets the Jets defensive coordinator gig for a while. Um, he that's the whole Rex Ryan era. He Rex likes him. Rex brings him to Buffalo, if I'm not mistaken, to be his defensive coordinator. The Browns hire him, and he got overhired. Like he should never have been head coach. That was very silly. He gets he you know he goes he goes one position too far. Is the Browns head coach? You probably are never going to work in. He actually brings the Browns to seven and nine, which is you know their best season in in many years because literally the next year they do three and then they they've won zero and one. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I Petten Petten. Uh, I'm always concerned with these guys who are like out of the league. The Jets' offensive coordinator now was like hiking in the mountains for six years and then he just got hired, Jeremy Bates. Well, that, that he can't be worse than Dom Capers last year, so I'm excited. It sounds like there's a lot of talk about him. Simple, well. Keeping the aggressive screen, but kind of simplifying and being able to teach it better than Capers ever was. So mm-hmm. hopefully, with and then with all the young guys they've added, hopefully. Yeah, but that's a that's a fun twist for you. Like look, look look for the media leaks because you know they're coming from Patton. And I'll by the way, this, on that. Yeah, there's a nice coordinator profile from the other day. So yeah, we got a lot of ex head coaches here who didn't have a ton of success. Uh, the special teams coordinator Ron Zook for you college football fans. Was he a head a head coach somewhere? I don't remember. Yeah, that. he was the head coach of Illinois for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah. Back when Illinois was like good at sports, University of Illinois. Yeah. All right. Not not much to say about Aaron Rodgers. If he stays healthy, he's great. Hopefully, he'll stay healthy. Uh, talk to me. A lot of people are, are are interested in this from a fantasy perspective. So you give me that too. But talk to me about the running backs. 
the, okay, the running backs are interesting because last year, uh, Aaron Jones, I'd say, was the best one of all three of them. Yeah. But he's suspended for the first two games, and he hasn't been practicing very much yet because he's dealing with a hamstring, I believe. Mm-hmm. Jamal Williams is penciled in as a starter, at least for the start, while Jones is out. But he's just hurt his ankle, I believe, in the second preseason game. And then Ty Montgomery's still there. I like Ty Montgomery, but he can't stay healthy. Yeah, Ty Montgomery. I mean, he's really a receiver. Ty Montgomery is like it's he's 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 a weird player. Um, He's also like a one fantasy game a year guy. Uh, Yeah, it it is weird because I I do think like it it doesn't usually work this way for the Packers that like one of these guys ends up being the star. I do think one of these guys ends up bringing out Jones. I agree, seems like the best player. It's not ideal that he's going to be coming to the middle of the season basically very raw. Jamal Williams looked okay. Yeah, Jones definitely looked the best of them. I don't know. You guys don't run so much. I think anyway. uh, last year, football outsiders really liked Aaron Jones in the time that he did play, but not. Yeah, it was but weird. listen, he it's hard. Really good Sometimes, it, 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 you know, you remember this every August. It's like this window to like actually get on the field if you're not a superstar is so narrow because if you like pull your hamstring on August fourth, it's like, oh, then I don't practice, then I don't play, then I don't start. Especially if you're suspended, like don't get suspended, guys. Uh, you know, it's like if someone else is just you're not on the field. The coaches will go with whoever's on the field who they're more comfortable with. Yeah, it's uh, not a great situation right now. If there is one that breaks out, it's going to be Aaron Jones, but it's hard to trust any of them for going forward. They're going to split a lot of duties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the receiving position, people are treating Devontae Adams <laughs> like he's Jerry Rice in fantasy football. In real football, <laughs> he's fine. Uh, what do you think about the receiving core? I uh, I really like Devontae Adams. I think he's going to have a big year. Um, he's looked really good in training camp and everything, too, and he's healthy. He's... Seems to be on pace or on the same page with Rodgers. Randall Cobb's in the last year of his deal. He is solid. He's not probably lived up to his $11 million, $10 million no. a year deal, but I still like him. He's good. He's dependable on third down and everything. And then it's just a bunch of young guys. Geronimo Allison played a bunch last year. He's okay. And then they've got a bunch of rookies that are in there this year. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Graham is is one of these big names that it's it's you know excites people, but he might be done. I know he had ten touchdowns last year, but it was it, it was an unrepeatable ten touchdowns. He signed a three year thirty million dollar deal. It looks like it's really like a two year twenty one million dollar deal that they can get out of that third year pretty easily. Which you know he's going to be an eighty year old tight end, so they probably will want to. What do you think about that? I think he could be okay. He was signed. They kind of let Nelson go and let his. $10 million to go just so they can bring in Jimmy Graham. Um, they haven't had a tight end since Jermichael Finley that's really been dependable. They've tried a few different veteran guys like Jared Cook and Martellus Bennett. So I'm hoping this is the one that actually clicks. Uh, they played together for one drive in preseason game two there, and Graham caught a nice touchdown. But that's what we're hoping for, just he can get in the red zone there and get a few more touchdowns. Listen, they're only, every team's looking for a tight end. There's only like eight or nine tight ends. And in theory, like, your offense works better, like the Patriots proved once upon a time, like, if you have two. So there's eight guys between 32 teams. So, you know, Jimmy Graham, even like a washed Jimmy Graham is still better than what a lot of teams have. Yeah, he should be okay. They also signed Mercedes Lewis. He's going to be more of a pass-blocking guy. Mercedes Lewis has got to be in year like 13 or 14 at this point. I mean, he's, he's truly been around forever. Something like that, but they're really excited about his pass. Uh, but he, had, so he yeah, he, he much, is totally. But. Although he had a three touchdown game last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but I don't think you'll see too many of those. Yeah, he is a he is a classic yeah. uh, pass blocking tight end. Yeah, he is by the way in 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 uh, year uh, four. Yeah, 
thir- well, six is eleven. <laughs> yeah, you're thirteen. He's this yeah. is age thirty four season. Mercedes Lewis, gotta love it. Yeah, he had five touchdowns last year and twenty four catches. That's pretty good. And Not gonna three in one game. Yeah. Yes. Um, and the line is really good. Uh, I, I, you know, Bakhtiari people know about, but you also drafted a right tackle that's a rookie, right? Uh, no, we did not. We drafted a right tackle two years ago in the second round. Oh, sorry. The right sorry, tackles, sorry. right tackles, Brian Bulaga, who's been around for quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, Bulaga's really good. So that's probably one of the better tackle combos in the league. I, I don't think anybody really knows about the inside linemen. Are any of them worth anything? Uh, Corey Lindsay, the center is pretty good. Otherwise the guards, they kind of were street free agents that they've developed over a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, they let Lang and sit and go a couple of years back. So they're okay. They're solid, but yeah, it's all about the tackles. Bakhtiari and Blog are probably one of the better pairs for at least pass blocking in the league. I mean, no team, healthy. no team in the NFL is more serious about street free agents. You know, famously the Packers, basically, if you've been in any other team, it's almost like uh, like a virus. Like if you've been in another team on another team, the Packers are mostly not interested in you, right? They had that famous stat a couple of years ago, where there are only four players on the whole roster who had ever played on another NFL team, as opposed to most teams had like twenty five. Um, has that changed at all? I mean, obviously Jimmy Graham is is a very high profile version of uh, of somebody like that. But do you see uh, other guys who who have played around the league on this team or no? It's it's starting to change slowly. They did change their general manager this year. Like Ted yeah. Thompson's still around, and he was the one that was so adverse to free agency. He's still around as essentially the lead scout, um, offers his opinion. But now it's a Brian Gutenkeist, if I'm saying that pronoun right. So yeah, they brought in Wilkerson this year. They brought in Jimmy Graham. They brought back Tremont Williams from Arizona. Right. So they're starting to slowly add a few guys from other teams, but it's not a whole lot yet. All right, we mentioned the defense. I mean, Matthews, Clark, Daniels, Perry, Mo Wilkerson. I, there's just so many good players here. Is, th- is there a hole in, in the front seven? Is there anybody you're worried about? Uh, of the starters, I think they're fine. There's not really much behind Clay Matthews and Nick Perry. Um, there's just a, a second-year guy who's looking okay in spring training. Otherwise, they've got a couple like third- and fourth-round picks that haven't done much. The other... Interesting position I'm worried about is inside linebacker. Jake Ryan was the starter. He tore his ACL in training mm-hmm. camps, so and now it's the third-round pick, Oren Burks. Is going to be the day-one starter? Seems that there are certain okay, positions though. in the league, Zach, I don't know why, that just seem like there's either 45 starters at that position or, like, eight. And we've mentioned tight end, but it seems like inside yeah. linebacker is really light, and, like, Georgia Loca just got caught right before we started speaking. Like, safety, there's, like, eight starting no, safeties on the waiver yeah. wire. You know, there's certain positions yeah. where, for whatever reason, I don't know if it just starts at high school, where like the, that's where the good players are sort of, uh, you know, uh, putting themselves, and 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 that's and it, it starts from like high school and college. But there's well, just like and- a glut. First of all, the most good quarterbacks we've ever had, a glut of safeties. But then nobody, nobody has any, uh, nobody has any tight ends. Four, there are four teams that have every good pass rusher, and there aren't a lot of good inside. Like who is who are like the who you know who took over for. The, the Erlacher, Zach Thomas sort of era. There are very few superstar, you know, Willis is gone, very few superstar inside linebackers like there used to be. I think a lot of that's been schemed out too. With I agree, definitely schemed out. It's receivers. definitely true. Yeah. But listen, yeah, at a big market, you get a guy who, you know, is putting up 20 tackles a game. He'd be, the, you, there's, the league still has room for like an Erlacher level star, obviously. It just, yeah. there aren't a lot. It happens to be a, a, a the opposite of a golden age of uh, for inside linebackers. Uh, and there's a lot of three four teams, so you got you got more than maybe you used to. Um, yeah. Uh, as okay, so the one thing that would obviously scare you, and if uh, like we said, we're in a loaded NFC NFC North here, 
um, yep. and, and, and a beyond loaded NFC is you're going to be going up against, you know, Kirk Cousins and Matthew Stafford and watch out ninth best quarterback in the NFL, Mitch Trubisky twice a year in addition, <laughs> in addition to, uh, you know, eight other NFC, six other NFC teams. Um, the, other than Tremont Williams, you, you have to be a little scared with the secondary. Pro, Pro Football Focus has this as the twenty seventh ranked secondary. Is that is that too is that too harsh? Are you nervous about the secondary? I am nervous. Like so, they've invested a lot. They I think in twenty fifteen they spent a first and second round pick trying to get some new cornerbacks. They busted out. Randall got traded to the Browns. It didn't work out. So this year they did the same thing. They drafted a cornerback in round one and two. Um, I'm hopeful they'll be okay. Jerry Alexander's looking good, kind of dealing with a bit of an injury. Josh Jackson, the second-round pick, was PFF's top-rated cornerback in the draft, actually. So there's a lot of hype around him. And then they got Yeah, he Kevin fell. King, what round did like, he fall to? Two? Yeah, he was uh, middle of second. And he was from Iowa, and, right? My yeah. Kid, that's the guy from yeah, Iowa? Yeah, I think he had a bad and, combine, and which is why he dropped. He did. Yeah, he did. He, I, I, he, like at one point he was, he was going in mocks in the first round. Yeah. So by the way, that's how, you know, you're like bereft at a position when you draft first and second round. Uh, but it's an interesting strategy. Twice in four years (laughs) with corners, you'll generally hit on at least one. Sometimes teams will do that with like you do with receiver. I don't know why you'll miss both. That's just, well, what's interesting with the second round two and three with receivers, you'll miss both of them. Yeah, exactly. But with the secondary, so they had Casey yeah. Hayward and they had Micah Hyde. Let them both walk after developing yeah. them, and then they both become Pro Bowlers. So they're still yeah. throwing a bunch of resources at the position. The corners get paid. I mean, those guys get so expensive, and sometimes like they're just the second they lose a step, it it becomes hard. I think for like corners with twenty nine and thirty. I mean, look at you yeah. know look at Revis. There are guys, you know, Champ Bailey was good forever, but some of these guys, they just, they, they lose a step. They don't have, they, if, if they're a little speed reliant, by the time they hit the uh, the, the uh, third or their fourth decade, they're, uh, they're, they're sort of useless. Because you go from good to bad overnight. Ha ha, Clinton Dix, we all love him. He's still there. The other safety is, a, is, a, is an issue, right? The other safety is an issue. Uh, they drafted Josh Jones in the second round last year, hoping he'd be able to take over for Morgan Burnett this year. Mm-hmm. He's still behind Kentrell Bryce, and Kentrell Bryce is not great. He's a big hitter, but he's makes poor decisions and doesn't take great angles. So there's a lot of concern to that position. Uh huh. Are you ready for America's favorite game, the roster game, Zach? Oh, boy. Let's play it. All right, give me a number between 0 and 100. Let's go with uh, 17. All right, 17. Okay. Who's Devontae Mays? Devontae Mays. He was uh, another one of the running backs they drafted last year. They drafted three throughout the round. I don't think he did. I don't even know if he made the team last year. I think he just sat on the practice squad all year. Mm-hmm. So now with some of the injuries, he might be able to get some playing time. But I haven't heard much from so far in training camp about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the fourth string running back is a decent spot in – training camp because you're not really playing and then the other guys are like more susceptible to getting injured and then you're so like all right well he got you know we need three running backs so either we find another team's like udfa that gets cut or a veteran yeah thomas rawls i don't think he's gonna make the team but now with Uh, all the injuries and aaron jones being hurt he probably will be at least on the team for the first two weeks yeah uh he didn't have a great 2017 like you said he wasn't on the team most of the year these numbers seem impossible though he had four, and by the way, I, I did not, like, you picked him. I did not know that he had yeah. maybe the craziest stat line in the history of the NFL. Four attempts for one yard rushing, three receptions okay. for zero yards, and he fumbled twice. 
How's that possible? And one of them. Oh one yeah, of them lost. that's right. When did he get in? That's All just right. awful. <laughs> he carried the ball Hopefully three times can... for negative a yard against the Ravens. Then last game of the year, meaningless game against the Lions. He was one for two. How did how does this make sense? How did he fumble twice? I'm gonna have to do research after the podcast. Uh, I I totally blocked that out at the end of the season there and didn't matter. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, listen, you're, I, you're forgiven for not watching him in week 17 fumble the ball away. But I, man, that that's the worst yeah. stat line I've ever seen in my life. Uh, well, and and it looks around, like he's banged up. Hopefully, now he too, fixes so. that if he's gonna play. Yeah, no, I so. think one, you know, I'm I'm impressed they let him stick around for a year or two after that. But it looks like he's having hamstring issues. So. I'm oh not yeah, sure. I just clicked on that. I saw that too. So maybe I forgot about this. So yeah, uh, in the hurt. in the Ravens game, he touched the ball twice and fumbled both times. Once they recovered, once the Ravens recovered. Um, it's starting to spring to mind, but I I need to go watch his highlights or lowlights again. That's wild. This is yeah, it was in the yeah, Hundley era, so there wasn't much. Seems going on. impossible. Uh, well, Hundley, by the way, when I was looking through um, their their 2017 stats, Hundley ran the ball really well last year. Uh, he is still he the is... backup. He is for now. It sounds like Kaiser's having a better camp. In oh, first boy. Two yeah, games, listen, so. listen. If Kaiser beats great. you out, then then you have to go, you know, you need to go to Edmonton where you live and go to the CFL. If you lose it at this yeah. point, if you're losing a gig to Kaiser, it's funny because Kaiser was so, you know, he was on Hard Knocks last year. He was so arrogant. No, he's on Hard. No, he wasn't on Hard Knocks last year. What was he on? Uh, he, I don't he know. was on Hard Knocks, I, but he was on as a, as a, as a, a visiting player. But he was just okay. so arrogant in the media. Um, and like, thought he was the next Joe Montana and now he's like halfway out the league. It's uh, one year you know, and they I, traded I, him. I wonder him. if guys like that who have such big egos um I wonder like when they realize like, oh I kinda suck or is it never? Is the answer is it just like uh, they just blame that the you know management and stuff for like you know thwarting I'm gonna them go with like, blame uh, management. Probably. So, Alright, uh, I don't want to go game by game because okay. it takes a while. But let's yeah. take a look at the Packers' schedule for a second here, and you're going to tell me. I want to know what you think their ceiling is, and what uh, you know, and what their basement is. But let's just look at the schedule. So they open with the uh, with the Sunday night game, hosting the the Bears. Everyone wants to know right. who's better, Aaron Rodgers or Mitch Trubisky. But you it's also have close. week I'm two. Pretty sure it's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you, you also have week two against your hated rivals, the Vikings. That's a great game, Packers Vikings week two. You go I'm to Washington. It's not a Sunday or Monday night. Yeah, game. I mean, listen, you have a lot of primetime games. There's no room for more. You literally have five by week twelve, and <laughs> yeah, usually okay. they don't do two primetime games of the same matchup. That I don't think they ever do that really. And the and the game in Minnesota is a Sunday it, night game, although it is flexible. Sunday, uh, it yeah. would it would be a a weird scenario for Green Bay at Minnesota. Like you guys kind of would both have to be bad for them to be flexed out. Um, just quickly at Washington, home to Buffalo, at Detroit. Uh, home to the Niners by tough stretch. You go to the Rams and the Patriots. That's not great because you come home nope. from Miami, you go to Seattle, Minnesota. So look at that it, at the Rams, that, Patriots, that, that Seahawks, and Vikings in, yeah. in five weeks. Now I will say, I don't think the Seahawks are so good, but that's still a really annoying place to play. And how about this hardest trip for almost every team. Seattle's really close to nobody. Like even, and that's you know, a short week too. That's a Thursday that's what night I'm saying. game. And that's a Seattle's awful road game. You're home of- Sunday night. And you're going to Seattle, yeah. and I I would bet that Seattle is is a buy or home come that weekend, uh, unless they have an insanely short week, in which case you almost have an advantage there. That is a rough week going yeah, going to Seattle on, on a short week. Is, and you, you guys aren't an East Coast team, but the the flight from you know from Green Bay to Seattle is not short. They are they are actually in L.A. 
which is their easiest road trip back home. Um, so oh, Seattle. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's still like a thousand miles, I think, or something. But um, uh, yeah. Then in in Minnesota, we said they host Arizona. They ho- you host Atlanta. You go to Chicago. You go to the Jets. Probably that's you know that's uh you you always want to see the Jets, but December twenty third might be. Is that Sam Darnold week sixteen? Well, I think Darnold will be week one, which is actually bad yeah. for for him being in week sixteen because the line is so bad. I don't know how he could survive. And then you host Detroit <laughs> to end the year. Yeah. Um. So what do you what are you thinking? Are you thinking eight and eight? Are you thinking ten and six? Are you thinking Super Bowl? Uh, I'm thinking ten six, eleven and five. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not as high as the Vikings. I think Chester had them twelve and four. The Vikings last night this morning. Yeah. So I, I, it's gonna be tough to win the division over the Vikings. They're gonna lose three or four of those games in that middle stretch that you're talking about. Uh, so yeah, eleven to five, twelve, ten six, somewhere in there, make the wild card and hopefully make some noise. Now the fact that you play the AFC East should give you a leg up on now listen the whole nfc gets to play bad divisions because all the afc divisions are mediocre or worse but the fact that you in particular play the afc east where you have the one really hard game that's in new england but then you have you play the three lousy teams two of two of which you get at home and the other one you get the uh the jets late in the season i mean you you, those are basically those basically need to be three wins if you're chasing a 10 and 6 and playoff spot in in the nfc especially with an elite team in your division yeah, they have to be. It, what's actually fun, I think this will be the first time Rodgers and Brady will ever play against each other if they're both healthy. Because I think the last time they were scheduled to play, Rodgers was out with his... So you're saying Rodgers and Brady Rogers and Brady have never played each other. Is that what you're saying? I'm pretty sure that's correct. I should look this up again, but I'm pretty sure they've never actually started against each other. That's wild. So now 2010... Um, 20 Because it goes, it's it's been on a four-year cycle for a long time. 2010, yeah. that's a Matt Flynn game, so Rodgers doesn't play. Right, right. That's 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 uh, when there's Matt one game Flynn... where Matt Flynn almost won versus Brady, and then I think they missed out another time too. 2014, yeah. we're gonna do this live on air. I I feel like I've seen this stat. Um, Rodgers definitely plays in the 2014 game, so Brady couldn't. Brady's never right. missed the game. He had to have played that game. Now let's see, Tw- November 2014. He's... Yeah, no, you're no. You know what? It must be in New England because they definitely played. Oh, okay, they played in 2014. Yeah. I missed missed that game then. Uh, Sorry. Brady 22 for 35, 245, two touchdowns. Rogers 24 for 38, 368, two touchdowns, around for 22 yards. The Packers won in Lambeau, 26 21. But you are right; they didn't play in 2014, so they haven't played in eight years. So that is a really big deal. The two biggest stars in the league, kind of crazy. Yeah, they haven't played. Also, the Patriots have played like almost every NFC team in the Super Bowl. But not you guys. Right, and now, if you go back to 2006, Zach, Rodgers only threw 15 passes, right? Because he, he literally sat for three years, um, yeah. which in hindsight is a little crazy. But so they have only played once and they've never played um, in New England. So, right. And there's been a few close calls in the Super Bowl. but <laughs> Right. So Rodgers never played New England. And that's that's still pretty cool. That's the cool, cool you know, yeah. that's what happens. Should like Even if you play game. 16 years, you get injured once, you could you could go to a stadium one time. I think, yeah. Um, yeah. So that game is. What's the primetime scenario for that game? That it's game, a Sunday nighter. Yeah, I mean that's that's a lock. Yeah. You can't do much yeah. better than that. November fourth. That game will be the biggest game of the season, most likely. Can this team Three. win the Super Bowl? Yes, of course they can. They have Rodgers. It's hard to. It's kind of simple to make it that way, but yeah, do you realize how spoiled you team. are? Yeah, I know You're, it's awful. You will almost <laughs> certainly, and because you, you go from Favre to Rogers, and people yeah. are already starting to forget how good Favre was. You you go like yeah. it's 
and, and listen, as someone who went from Robinson to Duncan to Leonard, <laughs> there's almost no chance you will ever in your life have a quarterback as good as Aaron Rodgers again. Like when yeah, the Rodgers yeah. era, and, uh, era is done. I'm starting to dread those days, but. Listen, and by the way, I know what every Patriots fan's going to do. I'm telling you now. We're speaking to the Patriots fan later today. I don't know if that'll post before or after this. Like, the Patriots will just say, oh, I don't care. Like, we won five Super Bowls. I'm not even watching this week. Like, I don't care if the Pats are two and six and that Bill Belichick Jr. Is, just got fired as coach and Jimmy Garoppolo won his fourth straight MVP, but we got Brian Hoyer in, you know, with zero touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Like, they're going to pretend not to care. <laughs> they're not going to let you yeah. trash talk them. The Patriots fans are going to be more insufferable when the Patriots are bad than they are now. The Packers fans are at least loyal. Like, the Packers fans have been, you because you've been through six and 10 years. You haven't been nearly as consistent, obviously, as the Patriots. So you'll be there, but man, it's going to hurt. I'm telling you right now, it's going to hurt when he's gone. Definitely. Especially when you look back at 30 years and there's I'm, one I'm Super old Bowl enough for to have seen Super Bowl the, for Rodgers. I'm old enough to have been to a Packers game without Favre or Rodgers. I was at a Don Mikowski game in the early 90s against the Jets. Yeah, the Magic Man. The Magic Man might be as good. You're, you're going to pine for the days of the Magic Man, like when Brett Hundley is 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 starting and he's ranked 32 in all these quarterback yeah, Deshaun, Deshaun Kaiser, quarterback Deshaun of the future. Ka- Deshaun Kaiser, like the MVP of the 2022 CFL, and you guys re-signed him for 2023. And Mike McCarthy will still be there, though. McCarthy oh, yeah, will outlast he, He's got a lifetime all, contract at this oh, point. Oh, yeah, he will outlast all life on earth, Mike McCarthy. All right. Yeah, it's. Uh, hopefully do you, can get do you own Rogers, stock but... in the Packers? I was just reading about how bogus this is. Do you oh, I do not. It's it's pretty it's bogus. really but at bogus. Least they're not the. They're just bilking the fans and not the taxpayers. So that's at least they're bilking the fans. Doing. But man, I mean, like Bernie Madoff sits in his jail cell and wonders, like, why couldn't he come up with such a grift, like like this stock in the Packers that's meaningless. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty ridiculous. Wild. All right, Zach, this was fun. Listen, some of these teams there are there is not a lot new under the sun. But I, I, I do have this. T- I do have the Packers circled as like, I don't know. They could go anywhere this year. Like things could co- complete, completely collapse. You know, even yeah. if Rodgers missed three games, then you like go. You're going to go on three during those games, unless it's against one yeah. of the AFC East. Where did teams. you guys have them ranked? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I should have said this up top. This is a, a little yeah. weird math. Chester has them ranked ninth. Akiva has them ranked ninth. Somehow that adds up to tenth overall, though. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a little low, but it's not bad. There's, yeah, no, I think that's like... fair. They, you know, if you replay, if you played the season a thousand times, they would be in the yeah. playoffs. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to say a majority of the time, but they would be in the playoffs. You know, they would be one of these six teams in the NFC to make the playoffs the most. But again, right. I, you're the, you're really relying on the easy way to make the playoffs, which is winning your division. Uh, for the, the Vikings, Vikings to continue this really insane good. injury streak, which is possible. Now, the Vikings don't rely yeah. on one guy, and they've lost their offensive line like eight years in a row. Yeah, so it depends how quickly they, Kirk Cousins gets up to speed and they can get going yeah. again. Who's the Vikings' backup quarterback, Simeon? Team. Is Trevor Simeon their backup quarterback? That's not great. That sounds right. I was looking at it the other day. Yeah, I mean, last year like they had Bridgewater and Bradford. Now they went to Trevor Simeon, so that's not ideal. I do think uh, Zimmer could make anybody look decent, but man. Yeah, they got a fantastic coach. One of the three or four that actually makes a difference. Yeah, I agree. Zimmer is really amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the difference between you guys and, and the Vikings is, is Zimmer versus McCarthy. Um, yeah, and then they got a bunch more depth, but it's close. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Should be close. yeah but I just in general as a franchise. Like, would you rather have Rodgers yeah. and a mediocre coach or Zimmer and sort of an overpaid media? I don't mediocre quarterback. I, I'd probably have Rodgers. Uh, yeah. You know, like I'll you get Rogers. to a certain level. <laughs> Look at the Vikings in the NFC Championship game. You get to a certain level where like talent just beats sort of like the slightly better scheme. Right. 
Uh, all right, this was fun, Zach. Thanks so much for coming on. I hope you enjoyed your debut. Was this your debut podcast in any format? It was. I hope I did okay. Yeah, no, you're sure great. You did great. Last years, but... You did great. Listen, it's fun to ha- hear the... We've had Canadian accent for uh, Dallas, and now we have it for Green Bay. Magically, you guys don't, you know, like, start rooting for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Although we have uh, our buddy Johnny DeSilvera is a Titans fan. Uh, so he didn't... Ju- he's, not, he's not... He's not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from Vancouver. He's not a front-runner like... Oh, yeah. um, He's not a front runner like you and Jordan Parha. Okay, but, yeah. But no. listen, if I was if I was a Canadian fan, it could have spared me from you know a lifetime of Jets suffering. Uh, so. Well, I got the Oilers, and I know you don't care about hockey, but they've been terrible for ten years now. Well, so. the Oilers have been aggressively terrible. There's almost no if people don't. I follow hockey enough to like know this. Like, there's almost no football, baseball, or basketball comp. It would be if like the Seventy Sixers. Instead of drafting Embiid and Simmons and Sarek and all these guys, just drafted like Jimmer Fredette 15 years in a row, right? Like, because you guys had the first pick or a top five pick a million times, and and a couple of the guys panned out, but some of them, like, what's well, the name? Yeah. Kupov. They or, had Hall, they traded him to New Jersey, but now they have McDavid, who's clearly the best player in the league. So yeah, but you but you blew year, but. you blew having like a dynasty by messing up so many of these draft picks, right? Yeah, there's three or four in a row that. Did, what, what's the guy's out. name? Yakupov. Didn't you draft him and he stunk? Who's the guy yeah. you drafted first overall and and is basically out of? Nail Yakupov. I think he's back yeah. in the. Uh, I think he's back in Russia now playing. That's the not KHL. great. That's not for a no. first pick. First picks in the NHL, I think, uh, work out. You know, a good percentage of the, of the time. So that's not. It's not great because. <laughs> yeah. It, you dominate at the junior level. I think it usually translates to at least being competent in the pros generally. Right, they know these guys at 13 years old are getting totally. Yeah, no, no, right. Like there, there's no hidden. There's, can't find those guys. There are very few hidden gems in the NFL. Right, you're like the best player when you're seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve through twenty, and then you make the league. And then, all right. Yeah. So that's been enough Edmonton Oilers talk that I pretend to know anything <laughs> yeah, about, even though I clearly do not. Um, Connor McDavid, you guys missed the playoffs this past year, though, right? Yep, it was uh, not fun. He was healthy the entire season, and they just struggled the entire year. Goal no, all right. Are you going to make the playoffs this year? No defense. Yes. Yeah, anybody can make the playoffs in hockey. Vegas can go to the finals. It's Not awesome. really, because you're at... I mean, there's still only 15 teams in the West. I would be yell every day if I was a fan of the team in the East that they let it be 16-14. That was insane. Now it's 16-15, yeah. but magically that 15 team was actually good. Um, yeah. By the way, hot take. Vegas misses the playoffs this year. How do you think about that? Oh, do I, don't, that? I don't know if that's that hot. They no? Oh, people really agree? hot last year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think people are expecting it to be good again, but I, but but it used to be down. like it was eight out of fourteen. It was like a lock. Now it's getting to fifteen and sixteen. It's it's a little. It's more. You know, it's a little yeah. harder to make the playoffs. Uh, and also, hockey starts too early. My main my main gripe about hockey is you can't start games in September. It's the season goes forever. September, it goes forever, it but July. it starts too early. Like. That, yeah. It's a joke when 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 hockey I, like you could not pay me enough money even if there was a, like a Tuesday night where there wasn't even like a you know you don't even have like a Mac college football game I, like there's no way I'm turning on like a Devils Islanders game in, in on like October third it's not happening well it's great up here because there's nothing else going on in September October when it starts getting cold so everybody but you're a football here, fan but... so there is stuff going on and it's better to yeah, watch college football that. than than early regular season hockey. I haven't started with the college football yet. I'm going to have to start soon, but, uh, yeah, no, hockey's fun. It's good to – I enjoy going to the games a lot more than watching them on TV. Yeah, going to hockey games, still great. Really nothing better. Fun thing to do with the kids. The intermissions are super long, so you could really do your, you know, your your drink getting and your food getting and your bathroom going, like, in the 20-minute intermissions and then watch the whole game. 
yeah. like when I, you know, when the Islanders were so bad and I was young, we would get like amazing people would give us like amazing Islander seats uh, in like the third row, and they were like insanely expensive back then. But like they had no actual value because nobody wanted to go. I'm saying the ticket value is expensive, but nobody wanted to go. Yeah. Um, all right, this has been some uh, NHL talk on this podcast. I think the most <laughs> we've ever talked hockey. But Zach, thanks so yeah. much for your time, uh, and you. have Thank a good one. We'll speak to you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.